Rusty Quill presents. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, guys. Did you know that there's a new Wobegon spinoff podcast, The Diary of Eliza Schultz, available only on Patreon? If you go to patreon.com slash woe underscore begone and give me one dollar, you get two episodes every month. Please give me a dollar. I don't want to get a real job. Speaking of, thanks to all of my one dollar patrons. Aaron Richardson, Christopher Fox, Cooper Dukes, Harvey Jane, Jason Lee, Matthew Robertson, Plumule, S.R. Jenkins, and Tracy. Enjoy the show. Apologies for the audio quality. The bug in Mark's house is not intended to record in podcast quality. Thank you in advance for your understanding. What? You should not have come here. How did you even figure out where I live? You really drove all this way. Come in, come in. Let's get you out of the doorway before anyone sees you and starts asking questions. I don't know who'd be asking questions. I'm just paranoid these days, okay? Come in. Sorry about the mess. You probably understand. The life of a bachelor. A traumatized bachelor who can barely walk. The cane is cool though, right? It's got a golden dog's head on the handle, see? It's not like I can go anywhere that I can show it off, but I like it. That's good enough for me. I can only use it with the one hand, though. I can't put pressure on this one can't pick things up very well either, but it's getting better every day. Well, it's getting better most days. Can I get you something? I have, uh, let's see, water, uh, I've got coffee, the cheapest coffee money can buy, and the second cheapest beer that money can buy. The first cheapest is just straight up not drinkable. Nothing? That's fine. I'm gonna grab a beer. 
I know it's only 10 in the morning, but this is my second one, so that barrier of etiquette is already broken. You can't dispute that I've earned this, right? At least in my opinion. You weren't sent by over, were you? I told them that I needed to take a disability leave, and they didn't ask any questions. Even if they don't know about the, uh, the thing? Do you know about the thing? Anyway, even if they don't know, what they do know about my workplace injuries is enough for them to get the picture. My guess is they don't want me suing them for workman's comp, or coming out in the press and telling people what's going on out there. Ha! <laughs> like I know what's going on out there. But better safe than sorry, if you're doing a shadowy governmental operation at least. But they haven't sent anyone to kill me yet. Yet. I think I'm gonna wait until they tell me I have to come back or I'm fired, and then decide whether to go back. I was so freaked out when I left in the middle of the night, I wasn't thinking straight. I've had some time to reflect on it now, and I'm more mixed on whether or not I want to go back. It was killing me. People say that about jobs all the time, like, oh, my shitty retail job is killing me. But over was actually and actively killing me. With the way things were going, it felt like at some point someone was just going to show up and beat me in the head with a hammer, and that would be the end of that. You haven't even seen my hand. I won't take the bandages off, but you can imagine. It ripped through, well, everything really. Like, you, the bandages are on both sides of my hand. You can guess what happened. Once I got in the door and took a breather for a second, I had to go to a real doctor. You just made that drive, presumably. Imagine doing it with a knife puncture wound that goes all the way through your hand. My steering wheel is so gross, I don't think I've ever cleaned it. I never even thought about how many times I've touched it with dirty hands until I set a giant stab wound on top of it. Now it's even more gross, because of all the blood. My entire car looks like a crime scene. I guess you came here because you wanted to know what happened. You're a smart woman. You put it together quickly, I'm sure. You probably found the button on your route not long after I buried it, and then Mike was nowhere to be found next day at breakfast. I think that there are plenty of coincidences in the world, but that would be a pretty striking one. Had you ever heard the button do that before? My current theory on that thing is that it helps to weed out low-level chumps like me. But you know exactly what stunt I was pulling, right? Why the button was out there in the first place? The timing is a little too perfect. We just talked about this together on your patrol route. You showed me. I'm sorry. I know that it looks like I was using you in order to get information that could help me do whatever weird espionage thing that I was up to, and I was using you to get information that could help me do the weird espionage thing that I was up to, but I also enjoy your company, Marissa. I wasn't expecting to, honestly. I tend to get overstimulated easily, so your whole thing is a bit much for me, no offense. I'm just a low-key, quiet guy most of the time, but I don't get tired and annoyed when I'm with you like I expected to. Behind all that energy is something that's truly engaging. I think that's probably charisma, but I don't know anything about what having that's like. You know something important is happening in Old Brush Valley. Something important and weird and definitely dangerous. I mean, you thought that maybe those boulders were giant robots. That's why you didn't wrap me out when you saw me go into a red flag cabin. You want to get to the bottom of everything, too. Everything out there is so strange. It's in our nature to figure out the strange things that are right under our noses. I can't help but think that Over is baiting us into snooping around, at least some of the time. Like, maybe if we find one weird thing, we'll feel satisfied and not notice the other, weirder thing that they want to keep to themselves. Well, I've been investigating. And I'll tell you what I can tell you if you promise not to get mad. Well, you can get mad if you want to, I guess. But you can't go and tell Over what I've been doing. And I can't tell you everything. It's not that I don't trust you, it's just that... 
Wait, no, it's that I don't trust you, but the threshold of who can be trusted is so absurdly high that that's not an insult. Think of your inclusion in my juicy operation as the reward for your silence and cooperation. I'm in no place to bargain, of course. If you ratted me out and they came and killed me over it, I wouldn't be surprised or even angry at this point. I only feel tired these days. Not to throw a pity party over it. I guess that the best thing to do is to start at the beginning. I was poking around the red flag cabin, trying to figure out what could be so important about a place that doesn't even lock the doors, and Hunter Jeremiah Hartley came in right behind me. Did you know that he has access to the stuff inside the cabins? As far as I know, nobody knows. Not even Chris and Ryan know. And the four of us have breakfast together every morning. Here's the kicker, though. Not even Hunter Jeremiah Hartley knows that Hunter Jeremiah Hartley has access to the red flag cabins. You know how strange he is. It's like there are two of him with different memories and different identities. I've never seen him go into a red flag cabin since then, and I've never heard him bring it up either. It's like the hunter that I know and the hunter that met me in the cabin are two completely different people. I mean, literally. It's like they are literally not the same person. Marissa, it's like there's two of them. Wink, wink. You know what I'm talking about? That was such a rough span of days right at the beginning. The next thing that happened was that, okay, wait, I wanna prepare you for this. You're gonna be angry and shocked and you're gonna demand answers that I'm about to give you, so just sit tight. You shot me in the arm in the middle of the night while you were on patrol because you thought I was a bear. See, look, got me good. I didn't tell you because I knew that it would break your heart, but if you came all the way out here for answers, then I guess you deserve the truth. I was out, snooping around. You were right, something fishy was going on on your patrol route. I'm the bear, Marissa. You should know that I don't hold it against you. I knew that there was a bear problem. You and Hunter and everyone that I talked to in the valley up to that point had told me about how awful the bear problem was. I had just knocked over a trash can, which is a very bear thing to do. I do sort of look like a bear if you squint hard enough. Maybe if it's too dark out to see clearly, for instance. And you only got the skin. I've done way worse to my arms on purpose. Don't ask about it. I just wanted to let you know that I understand and I don't blame you. You couldn't have shot a more understanding guy. So here's the kicker. Why do I keep saying that? Where did I pick that up from? I know that I'm not the only person trying to figure out what is going on out there. And I think that some of them might have sent me to where I was when you shot me in order to distract you while they did something sinister. I don't know what, but I got a tip to be out there when I was, and I think it was because they wanted you to find me instead of them. I wish I could say more, but I'm telling you almost everything that I can. I don't want to talk about who they are or how they tipped me off. That's the tip of an iceberg and you will drown trying to get to the bottom of it. But bottom line, we both got used that night, but let's put a pin in that. The next night was even worse for me, if you remember. That was the night that I was mauled by the bear, the real bear. I wasn't even up to something that night, I was just taking a walk. I really was, no funny business. And I really was mauled by a bear, if you were wondering. I have some suspicions about that night, but the part where a bear tore my back into ribbons definitely actually happened. Whatever happened to it after is a mystery to me. I didn't see it run away. I didn't see anyone scare it off. Hunter found me, but it was several minutes after the attack when he showed up, at least. He didn't scare it off. I don't think that it was as simple as an animal attack. I don't think anything is simple out there. But out of all of the stuff that I've lied to you about, this is what I've lied the least about. If someone sicked that bear on me, 
I don't have a clue why they would want to do that. And the bear didn't just run away, it vanished. As if it had popped out of existence right before it could kill me. Marissa, it vanished. Wink, wink. And of course, after that, that was going on your route with you and learning about what was on it and at what times you were likely to be near them. You showed me everything that I wanted to see. That's not surprising. You showed me all the interesting stuff on your patrol route. And if it's interesting to you, then it's probably interesting to other people too. The boulders were just the easiest place to get to. So while you were somewhere else, I broke in by digging under the fence. Oh, how I hate to be telling this story again. I hid behind a building and waited until after I saw your headlights fade, put a pin in that, so that I knew if I was quiet, I could get in, check the place out, and then get out of there before you got back to the boulders on your route. Once I got under the fence, before I could even figure out what was going on, the buttons started going off. I immediately slithered back under the fence, like a lizard. I didn't know what to do with the button, so I panicked and I buried it in the hole that I dug to get under the fence. I could still hear it, but I thought that hopefully I could get far enough away before someone found it that no one would know it was mine. I don't think the button does anything when you push it. I think that pushing it or taking it to the wrong place activates it and marks you for punishment. And punishment I did receive, though I don't think it was from Over. If the three muscly guys waiting in my cabin were sent by Over, I don't think I understand their angle. I've spoken to the people at Over since I left, and they didn't act like they had punished me for anything. Why would they tell me that I can return to work when I'm healthy again if they know I was sneaking around where I wasn't supposed to? I think it's more likely that I'm not the only person in the valley that wants answers, and whoever sent those guys has more answers than I do. And a budget to hire three guys to come interrogate and beat the shit out of me? I don't have anyone on payroll. So I sang like a little songbird. I told them everything that they asked me about and got a concussion, a broken ankle, and a knife through my hand for my troubles. Never talk to strangers, kids. I told them that I was investigating what went on in Old Brush Valley and everything that I found. I know more than I'm letting on to you, so I told them stuff that I'm not telling you now. That, that iceberg I talked about. There is a massively powerful technology in the valley. I don't think that's surprising. What else would we be guarding out there? Like maybe Old Brush Valley is all of the friends that we made along the way? Nope, it's a mankind-altering level of technology, and a race between who knows how many parties to get access to it for their own benefit. That's what they were there for. That's what's worth roughing me up about. I was scared that they were going to kill me, and so I just started talking, and I didn't stop talking until they went away. Marissa, they went away. Like the bear. Wink, wink. But I didn't tell them about you. I didn't tell them about what I saw you do that night while I was hiding behind the building waiting for you to leave. I would never. They didn't seem to know about it. They didn't ask any questions about it. So I felt no need to blab about it. Need to know information and all that. They were laser focused on my boulder escapade. You got so lucky. If I hadn't been out there making a scene, who knows what kind of eyeballs would have been on you that night. It could have been you that got roughed up by three henchmen. You're lucky I was out there to be a distraction for you. You're welcome. Or is that why you're here now? You drove all this way because you were up to something that night, and you wondered if I was involved in it somehow. Well, I am, but it's not in the way that you think. What I'm doing isn't connected to what you're doing. You would be acting much different if that was the case. Sorry, I'm picking my words wisely. Without laying all the cards on the table, we are working towards different goals and our paths might intersect, but we are not on the same paths. They seem to be running parallel to each other right now, and some of the same obstacles might be in our way. 
But as far as I know, my conception of what I want is much different than your conception of what you want. Was that mealy-mouthed enough for you? If you wanted a face-to-face assurance that I'm not going to rat you out to over, then you can have one. I'm not going to rat you out to over. It would jeopardize my mission as well. I'm not in a position where going to over with comments, complaints, or concerns is a good idea. I am much more interested in lurking in the shadows, biding my time to take what I can when I can. Like a cockroach. Plus, Marissa, we're friends. I mean that stuff about friendship. I wouldn't lie and tell you that I liked you. That would be cruel and not useful. It doesn't help me achieve anything. It certainly doesn't help me get what I want. I keep saying what I want in the present tense, like what I've been describing is what I want now. But as you can tell, I drove off in the middle of the night, determined to never see Old Rush Valley ever again, as long as I may live. I was done that night. I even have reason to believe that I'll come out victorious at the end of this, and I still quit. You might be able to understand, I think. I'm sure that if you were telling your story that it would be equally complicated and painful, so you can understand why I don't necessarily want what I want anymore. I want to keep pushing forward, but on the other hand, I know that if I do, I'll only end up more battered and beaten than I currently am. My body has a physical reaction to the idea of getting back into the thick of it. I'm scared because it feels like an inevitability at this point. I'm this far in, I've seen what I've seen, and now you're turning up at my doorstep out of the blue? Feels like a sign. That's that's stupid. I don't believe in signs. I didn't before, and I sure as hell don't now. Things aren't happening for reasons that are greater than individual motivations. We're both acting in our own interests, and we're being acted upon by other people who are acting in their own interests. It's not any more complicated than that. God, it's so juicy, though. Did you figure out what you set out to find? I can't believe you did that. Go Marissa. He's so much bigger than you, but I guess you're... Is feisty a sexist way to describe it? No one would call Mike Walters feisty. Fighty. You're much fightier than he is, that's for sure. He's kind of a doormat, even if he is clearly up to something. I should have stuck around a couple more days to see the results of your experiment. Did he show up for breakfast the next morning, or go on his patrol the next day? Where did you keep him while you found out? Did he talk? I bet he didn't. It doesn't matter. You didn't need information from him, you just needed him to stay put for a while. So you could see if being tied up in your cabin or whatever kept him from being somewhere else. I would have kept him gagged, so that he couldn't call out for help and get you in trouble. I had a guy bound and gagged once. And every time I took the gag out, he would scream bloody murder and wouldn't stop until I gagged him again. It was so annoying. A story for a different time, I suppose. (sighs) The good old days when life was simple and Mike was taking hostages. I'm beating around the bush, I think. I know what you found out. There are two of him. There are at least two of him, if you ask me. I think there might easily be at least three of him. I'm sure that they're coordinated as best as they can be, but there's a clear lack of communication between them. I think the main one, the one that we spend most of our time talking to, and, like, the original, as far as I can tell, I think that that hunter might not even know that any of this is happening. Unless he's the one that you kidnapped that night, in which case he probably suspects that something is happening. One of them knows exactly what I'm up to. At least, someone really wanted me to believe that at one point. There are just so many possibilities. You're asking the right questions, and doing a more hands-on job of getting the answers. I just started assuming, based on what I knew, that there were multiple Hunter Hartleys in the valley. You actually did the legwork to confirm for yourself that it was true. Kidnapping him had never occurred to me, not gonna lie. I think I was taken in by how sweet he was to me, and that immediately killed any notion I might have of harming him to get what I want. That might be why he's like that. Or maybe he's a good person deep down in a squeedly spooch, and none of this is an act. 
improbable. Nobody is that kind, that consistently out of the goodness of their hearts. <laughs> nice people. Freaking jerks, am I right? My goodness, would you look at that? It's time for my third beer of the morning. Please don't actually look at the time while thinking about me drinking my third beer of the morning. It's dire. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not actively dying right this instant, which is what I've come to learn that okay means. I'm surviving. I'm not going anywhere. Be it a grave or Old Brush Valley or anywhere that's outside my front door. I'm literally not going anywhere. The plan is to just slowly scar over and learn to live with my body while it heals and do some introspection on what I want, how much I want it, and what I'm willing to sacrifice to get it. I will do this on my own time and I will take action when the time is right. Taking action when I've been goaded into doing so has completely destroyed my body so far. I'm too stupid to learn a lesson, but I'm also too worn down to continue acting like that. So my body's gonna force me to learn this lesson. So my advice to you is this. You're on the right path if you want to discover what's going on. You're also probably heading towards the same conclusions as I am, but under no circumstances can you conduct your investigation in the same way I have. My path has a lot of unnecessary cruelty and death that you can easily avoid by not framing your mission in the same way that I have framed mine. Ask yourself why there are two hunters. Ask yourself why I was on your route that night that you shot me. Ask yourself why the bear disappeared. You'll be just as close to the truth as I am without any of the bloodshed. Nobody had to die for me to get where I am, and yet so many people have. You can sidestep all of that by working on your own. The less you know about how I ended up here, the better. I know you. You're too headstrong. I'm one keyword away from sending you down a rabbit hole, one that I am begging you not to go down. And once you're down that rabbit hole, you'll be out there blackening your soul for a morsel of info, and you deserve better than that. You deserve better than your mind's infinite appetite for progression, no matter the cost. And maybe one day I'll be able to help you. <laughs> As if. Maybe one day you'll be able to help me. That seems more likely. But maybe one day I'll get back out there and start searching for answers again. Now is not that time. I've had some answers carved into me. Into my back, my shoulder, my hands, my head. They broke my ankle too, but I hardly even remember that most of the time. I have to rest. If I don't rest, I will die. Or end up getting killed. If I can't skitter when the light turns on, I'm not going to stay alive very long as a cockroach. You're something stronger, though. Like an owl or some shit, I don't know. A smart animal that's strong and brave. You know that there are things to be learned and work to be done, and you're smart and strong enough to get to the bottom of it. This is getting a little sappy. I think I might be a little drunk from last night on top of the three beers that I had for breakfast, so I got a little mushy, sorry. You can do it, Marissa. You don't need me. B that being said, I do feel a vitality that I haven't felt in a while, laying all of this out to you. It reminds me of when I first started it over and was excited for what was in store for me, why I took the job in the first place. I'll be back, but I need to be able to walk without a cane first. Unless you want to give me that card of yours, that is. So, that's the story. Did I get to all the things that I said to put a pin in? The boulders are definitely not nothing. There's something worth torturing Mike Walters over, make of that what you will. I'd start there, if you want to start poking around, but be extremely careful, and do not bring the button with you anywhere under any circumstances. And pro tip, just don't walk into your dark cabin without looking around to make sure that there aren't people in there waiting for you. And maybe by the time that I get back, you'll be able to rant at me for 20 minutes straight like I just have for you this morning. 
But that's all I have. I guess we can just uh, hang out now or something? I can't just show you the door, that would be unconscionable. If you drove straight to my apartment, that means that you've been driving since last night. Do you want to take a nap or something? Oh, right, night shift. Well, it's up to you. I'm gonna sit on the couch and watch westerns all day. It's not fast-paced or exciting, but it's the only speed that I can handle right now. I was planning on watching the Dollars trilogy, but we can skip to the good, the bad, and the ugly if you want. I remember the first two being sort of boring by comparison. I know that I'm supposed to think that they're like great films or whatever, but you can see each one of them building up a craft that doesn't get executed perfectly. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Woe. Be gone.